0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez.
1: Good morning, Blessing. Um, We just talked a bit about Coke Zero and the health benefits, Mm -hmm. and I think the world will finally hear about this science and understand that. Just go with Coke Zero from now on. Kevin, not too happy about Coke Zero and how it's sort of impacting his life, but... I think it's the way to go now. I think it's the What is, I think what is it's the, the way. science?
2: What is the argument for Coke Zero? I think this is Ke- the sugar
1: that gives you cancer if you
2: drink too much of it.
1: So. Okay. Well, okay. Let's let science kind of dictate that, Kevin. Oh, okay. Wh-
2: where did they go? Where did they go? Hold on. There it is. Oh, what's happening, Kevin? Uh, nothing. Don't worry. No one. I listen to the anything.
1: scientists, Kevin. Okay. So.
2: Damn. I, yeah. I feel like fake sugar. Not good. Not good. That's what the scientists have but said. But like sugar is not good either, right? Regular sugar is not good for you. Yeah, but they're bad in different ways. Also, because it's lower in calories, it tricks your body into thinking you're going to get more calories, which then makes you hungry. Isn't that weird?
1: The no, human body's a weird thing, Kevin. Human sure, body's a weird sure. thing.
2: Speaking of that, I
0: decided this morning that I wasn't going to do my regular McDonald's iced coffee. And I do want your iced coffee update, Andy, because I always love to get the, you know, if you're drinking the Frappuccino. Not one today.
1: Are Are you drinking anything today? I'm drinking my Mountain Dew Rise. Oh, okay. Pomegranate blueberry with zero added sugar. Don't ask me to look at the actual sugar. That can't be better for you. Yeah, no, um, it, it
2: isn't, it isn't. We really like talked about it. He got really <laughs> mad that one time we brought it up.
1: Uh, <laughs> caffeine equal to approximately two cups of coffee, zero added sugar, 5% juice, zinc, vitamin A and C, and antioxidants. It sounds, like, it sounds like this is the drink that everybody should be drinking, just nope, based on what definitely I read. Not. So. He just, just,
2: it isn't, just so everyone knows. Just this want the want one that LeBron know.
1: James drinks.
0: I've gone back to my, my morning tea out of my Rick and Morty mug. No sugar in this. Which is usually a thing I don't do. I know I usually, when I first joined, kind of funny. I was infamous for doing the the four cubes of sugar, but Jeez. today I'm not doing any oh, sugar. I love that. Yeah, today I've been trying. I've been trying to go a little bit more healthier, and so I'm going no sugar actually, in my
2: tea. Did what you up? actually use the sugar cubes that we had at kind of funny? Oh yeah, I'm That's
1: pretty so sure I was dope. the only
2: person using those. Oh <laughs> those definitely. Yeah yeah yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Plus I cool. think of th- there's a lot of things about you that make you I think a cool unique dude, and I Thank think. You that the fact that you drink tea that's a cool thing.
0: Oh, thank you. Like, I appreciate that.
1: That's it's that's similar to Han in Fast & Furious eating little chips all the time. I think bless drinking tea is a cool thing and I, I think there's a show there. There's a somebody, show there.
0: I had somebody shocked that my drink of choice when it comes to alcohol is whiskey. Because that uh, whiskey apparently is is, is more for the seasoned drinker like people people no, associate no, no, whiskey no. with like maturity and i'm like no straight- whiskey tastes good
2: <laughs> that's why i like oh, it i'm not trying well, I'm to be same. mature it's, i'm not trying to be seasoned i just like the taste of it that your drink of choice is straight whiskey is weird really
0: i mean i like old fashions too but like re- straight whiskey i feel like it's just so good no it's good it has it's a great but it's spicy it's spicy you can't
2: party for too long if you're going with just
1: you know exactly. two fingers of whiskey
2: exactly <laughs> i'm trying to get there quicker like we've seen Kevin, we've that's seen how i party i'm here for a quick. good
1: time not a long time <laughs>
2: also uh andy i was so excited when i found that the blessing was the tea man that i got him a whole bunch of tea and i was like we can did. keep the office stocked with teas if you tell me what flavor you like dude and i, I can't was see, excited I, for that and then no joke shut down
0: No joke, I can't wait to get back to the office so that I can have Kevin be my regular tea stock guy because I do have a bunch of tea out in my kitchen. I have three flavors, right? I have my regular uh, Lipton uh, uh, Earl Grey tea. I have um, uh, chamomile tea for when I go to bed at night, but then I also have chocolate mint tea, which I got just just off a whim. I saw it on a website that I was going on to buy tea, and I saw chocolate mint, and I was like... (sighs) That sounds like a risk. That sounds like it, it could go one of two ways. It could be the greatest thing or the worst thing. And let me tell you, it was the greatest thing. I've never made a better decision when it comes to tea flavors than that chocolate oh, mint man. tea.
1: I like that. It's that fire. sounds very cool. The fire. fact that, like, when I think of tea drinkers, for me now, it's Blessing Idealia Jr. And it's Sir Patrick Stewart.
0: Wow. I thought you were going to say Gary Whitta. Sir Patrick Stewart. Wow. Uh,
1: wow. Gary oh, Gary Whitta? No, the guy who sucks at Mario Golf? Yeah. Oh. Never heard of Ooh.
0: him. Took it there. Andy. Enough about how much Gary Witta sucks at Mario Golf. Let's talk about video game news. Today's stories include new details on Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, new details on Netflix's gaming expansion, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kinda funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us so we get stuff wrong by going to com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, patreon to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above. Get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show the thing that's dangerous about the t2 is that i don't have the edge i don't have the coffee edge that i feel like i usually have at the beginning of the show where anything can happen i could say anything <laughs> you know like somebody no people, you can't people, <laughs> people compare it to you know like just doing a, a line of crack right before the show that's how Got coffee it. is for me but i don't have that and so i'm, I'm calm blessed today i don't have the energy
1: i think so that that's be fine though thing. i think that's fine thing. yeah I, I think we i think we balance each other out pretty well um i woke up like at nine and i missed all my alarms i don't know what the hell that was all about oh, i think no. i just haven't been sleeping a whole lot lately last night it's i stayed up staying until up like late playing death's door dude i stayed up till like three in the morning and i'm so close to 100 percenting it and there's like two fucking secrets i cannot figure out man i cannot mm. figure them out and it's people
0: will help you out at all? because i saw you tweeted
1: at them no they did not they did not mm. i got the true ending i okay. got the true ending but there are still two extra secrets that I cannot figure out. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, in the way that you inspect items in Souls games, and you can bring up the item and rotate it, similar to like Resident Evil games, a couple, couple things in some of these items that you need to look uh, around for.
0: See, I hate that. I, that's like my least favorite thing about oh, Resident Evil when it comes to solving shit. It's like, oh, the whole time I just need to rotate this item and look at the bottom because there's a button there for some reason. I have to No,
1: but there's no button or anything bullshit like that. It's just okay. more of a... This thing that I'd been looking at and trying to figure out since episode one of the playthrough that I put up of like, this has got to be a puzzle. There's no way this is not a puzzle. Couldn't figure it out and said, eh, screw it. I'll move on. Mm-hmm. And then one thing when you beat the game, every door will shine pink if there's still a secret there. Okay. And the doors that you're cleared are no longer sort of emanating this light. And so I'm like, God damn! What is this secret? I know that, and I found, and I just happened to go through the items, and then I rotated. I was like, ah. I Had one of those moments, plus. That's awesome. One of those moments. So I cool. really,
0: I really wanted to get back into playing Death's Door last night because I saw uh, we talked about it a little bit on the games cast, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Uh, but Roger retweeted how long to beat, and they're like, Oh yeah, it's a six hour long game to beat. And Roger was like, Yeah, this is true. But I kept playing, and realizing that it doesn't take that long to beat made me go, Okay, cool. I can sit down with this in one or two nights and just knock it out and probably get addicted to it through doing that, but hopefully be able to, to get through it uh, so I can get on to other games. And so that was my plan last night, but I got derailed by a little game, a little indie title called GTA Online. That oh, Jesus. <laughs> I ended up playing for three hours last brand night. Brand new game. On Twitch. Brand new game. They did have a brand new update, though, that is kind of fire. I'm feeling the new GTA Online update. Uh, it's it basically, it, it basically includes this Fast and Furious-like uh car tuner culture where you go to this car meet you can you can uh, uh, uh pimp out your ride and you can show off your ride and hang out and do races like underground races and all this stuff that makes it feel like a like a need for speed underground combined with fast and furious and i've been absolutely loving it i think i'm gonna play more of it like honestly, I, sound... i'm in i'm in and out of gta online a lot of the time but this one might be the one that has me in for quite quite a few hours
1: that sounds kind of sick actually that sounds pretty it's really neat. cool i saw you, you make just... the call on twitter and be like anybody want to hop in and, uh, and I politely declined and I said, no, thank you. Oh, uh, I, I try to get game slacks, slacks in there too. Um, snug slacks in chat says, don't you hate puzzles, Andy? I do, but I wouldn't really go as far to say that death store has super puzzly type moments. They are so quick and so easy to figure out. And I think the game would be a bit tougher if the puzzles were a tiny bit tougher. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of the times, the puzzles that you're doing in Death Door, I think, are just more about doing it and less about figuring them out. Because um, it's obvious, I shoot that thing and I shoot that thing and this brings me here. As opposed to there being something you need to uncover. Like, when I think, I, I think this game is more about uncovering mysteries than it is about solving puzzles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with I'm with that too. I'm trying to find a trailer for this GT Online Tuners thing. Kevin, if you're able to find it and pull it up. That'd be that'd be great because it's actually like really fun. Last night on stream, I spent 30 minutes straight just tuning up a car in the garage, like adding in all these custom customization features, making it look dope. I have a dope ass uh, uh, yellow car with a dope ass livery to it. it. Reminded me of playing Forza Horizon a bit. It's a really cool thing. I want <sighs> to check wait for, I can't wait for Forza, so, man. I can't wait for Forza either, but Holy for now cow. let's get into housekeeping. Uh, there's a new Games Cast that I was talking about just now, where we won Review Desk Store, but then also we talk a lot about Metal Gear Solid, and so check that one out. It's one of my favorite episodes of Gamescast we've done so far because it is legitimately the second half of it is just us nerding out. Because if you if, if you've been following from playing metal gear solid on the twitch streams trying to go through all the games uh we're halfway through metal gear solid one right now and it's i, I it's kind of relive this metal gear solid culture kind of funny which i cannot be more happy about because all of us here for the most part really love metal gear solid and i think it's like the one game where i feel like we're all different kinds of gamers right like you know andy loves the hyperlight drifters and in the, the 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 um valorance and the andy games right greg loves his weird narrative games and avengers and division and shit right tim loves the nintendo stuff i love the stuff i love right but your solid is like the one thing where we all hold hands on and we're just all big fans of this thing and so for the second half of the games cast we're talking about that and i cannot recommend that episode enough so go check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh, and also on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh, a new party mode uh, where we preview Woo! aliens fireteam elite is up right now andy can you tell me about that about that
1: the embargo's finally up on Aliens Fire Team Elite. We decided to play it for a party mode. Uh, w- I watched it back, and Roger did a phenomenal job with the edit. I do need to make clear for like the ninetieth time, though, this was not a sponsored thing. We were not asked to play this. It was more of a, "Hey, shit, this would be a good idea to play and also record for a potential party mode." So me, Tim, or me, Greg, and Nick hopped into Aliens Fire Team Elite. It's it, it's what you would expect it to be. It is three characters uh, uh soldiers that you can sort of deck out and figure out what loadouts you want to be there's i believe five different classes you can choose from and all of those classes have different passive abilities like when we played second extinction the game with the dinosaurs very similar to that game um but i would argue that this game is actually a bit more polished than i assumed it would be and it ran really well and the The environment's pretty nice and kind of scary in some moments, kind of spooky. And you expect that from an Aliens game. You know, I think they nailed the sort of lighting and the mood of a lot of those areas that we sort of ran through. And uh, different classes of aliens. There's poison ones. There's like gigantic sort of ones that have more health and maybe are resistant to something. Who knows? There's a lot of different types of aliens. but it was kind of spooky there was some good moments okay. where we had some good scares like holy they were being overrun and we let's fall back like it was really fun i was not expecting to have that much fun with it um uh, especially with a game that we i feel like we've played a lot of before we've played this type of game plenty of times before and uh, uh i think they sort of nailed the aesthetic of it all so i it's definitely one that i want to play on stream again whenever the game comes out
0: hell yeah Uh, And if that's not enough games content, uh, right after this, we're streaming Doki Doki Literature Club uh, right after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Again, right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. And that's going to be the crew you expect, right? That is Snow Michael Michael, Nick Scarpino, Joey Noel, and they are being joined by one, the only, Tamora Hussain. And so get hyped for that. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, Canva, and Freshly. But... I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
2: It's
0: time for some news! We have
2: eight stories today! And even
0: though we have a packed Roper Report, I am starting this off. Kevin, I dropped the trailer in Assets. We are watching this GTA Online trailer because it is a cool thing. It is a cool thing. I don't mean to be on here and be a GTA Online evangelist because I know you guys already know the gospel
1: of GTA Online. where's the link?
0: Uh, I dropped in
1: Assets. I love the idea of blessing. Like, guys, you got to check out, you got to check this out. You got to like, check blessing. out this
0: new indie Plus, game.
1: We played it in 2014. <laughs> no, like, like, listen, and it's listen, still right? broken as shit, right?
0: Yes, but like, it's fun, though. It's fun, broken. It's broken <laughs> nah, in a way that we definitely can all
1: enjoy. Not. It. Oh my gosh. you Steve, start Kevin, a level, you...
2: and like, no one can join with you. Kevin, think like, about the right.
1: PTSD of trying to make GTA party modes and the amount of times, like, no, lobby close. All yep. right. Well, we're an hour in, and we've recorded 10 minutes of something. So
0: Which is silly. why I can't wait for the PS5 version, because there's pro- they're probably going to fix a lot no, of those things. You were delusional. This, this is something that I was talking to uh, Zach up. last night. We so got Kevin's him, brought up the trailer here. This is something I was talking to Zach uh, last night, because I was playing, playing with... Oh, that's...
1: Just mute it. Yeah, just mute it. Yeah, just mute it.
0: Uh, I was playing with Zach from Kotaku last night, who's played way more G- GT Online than even I have, and he was mentioning how, in this update, they took out some of the old stuff, because it seemed like online was being bogged down by just how much content there is in there that it was slowing down the game and so they have gone through and fixed a little bit of that stuff there's still a long way to go in terms of servers and lobbies and matchmaking and how uh uh, uh troubled that stuff is but they are they are getting there but yeah this mm-hmm. is what the new update looks like right like it definitely it definitely has a fast and furious vibe there are um uh race like underground races you can you can do there are car mates where you can show off your cars but then there are missions that you can basically do fast and furious type heist with which i am all about and i'm excited to jump back into i was having a blast last night playing
1: this. i think it's kind of neat that we've gone full circle and come back around to the car culture part of gta because for a while there i mean the game is still loony yeah, as all hell like sucks you hop in those there, people in flying cars and that flying sort of bike or whatever mm-hmm. and for a while there um, I sort of got a little bit turned off by it. i you know, obviously driving a flying car is pretty sick, but I like my GTA to feel kind of, you know, similar to how more of the campaign feels whenever we would play online. And it reminded me of back when I was really into The Sims, and suddenly the next Sims expansion, when I was like ten years old or whatever, introduced like. Aliens and ghosts, and I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't. This isn't what I want out of the Sims. So it's interesting to see it kind of get all fantastical and yeah, crazy. From, like
0: go into like the flying cars yeah. and the weird like <laughs> alien shit in GT Online and like having laser rays and all this all this bullshit to now being like, no, we're gonna do an update where you race cars. Like, that's gonna that's be cool. the thing. You're gonna do high school up. cars. It's super awesome. Uh Andy, let's talk about story number one: ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Looks awesome. They released a new trailer this morning. Kevin, you can bring up this trailer as I go through the story. Uh, I'm going to pull an article from IGN written by Adam Bankhurst uh, titled Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, Iki Island Expansion Story Details in Trailer Have Been Revealed. The story goes like this. New story details in the official trailer for Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, Iki Island Expansion, have been revealed ahead of its August 20 release date on PS5 and PS4. Sucker Punch Productions senior writer Patrick Downs took to PlayStation Blog to share more about this new story that allows players to take another adventure with Jin Sakai, complete with new locations to discover, characters to meet, tales to complete, and more. Iki Island is a real island to the southeast of Tsushima, and it was also invaded by Mongols during the time period that inspired Ghost of Tsushima. In the expansion, Jin Sakai learns about or learns of a mysterious Mongol tribe that has gained a foothold on, on Iki and is led by a reverend. Yeah, no, re, led by a Revere. revered, <laughs> led, led by a reverend, led by a <laughs> revered shaman called Ankshar Katun. This shaman is known to her followers as the Eagle, and not only is she a conqueror of nations, but she is also a shepherd of souls Bullshit. and presents. Yeah, and, pre, and presents a danger to, to Jin and people unlike any they have faced or Jin and his people, unlike any of the have To stop this threat, Jin must return to Iki, a place he has gone once before. He will need to conf- confront his old fears and deeply buried traumas while stopping Katun and her followers. In doing so, he will also learn about the dark, su- the, the dark past of Clan Sakai. Sucker Punch has also revealed that their their version of Iki Island provides a stark contrast to Tsushima. It's a wild and lawless land of raiders and criminals that is scarred by memories of war and fiercely independent. The samurai have not been in control there for decades. To complete this mission, Jin will need to work with or around a coterie of unsavory characters. Jin will encounter pirates, smugglers, mad monks, and hunted caves on his journey to Iki, and will be able to hear new legends and learn new techniques along the way. There will also be, quote, intimate, emotional, personal stories, end quote, about people struggling to let go of old hatreds and surviving a brutal war. Quote, with everything that has happened this past year, it's no accident we wanted to tell, or it's no accident we also wanted to tell a story of healing. And we felt this oppose a unique and compelling challenge for Jen Downs wrote. Quote, we all suffer wounds from the humblest farm- farmer to the mightiest Jito, wounds from the past that we carry with us. And the thing about a wound is that you can't fight it or stealth your way around it. Ghost weapons and samurai techniques won't help you. A wound can only be healed. End quote.
1: Why did that give Eat. me goosebumps?
0: Right? I, I felt the same way, right? Like, reading through <laughs> it, I I really liked Ghost Seema's story, but I wasn't really expecting anything from the expansion that would hit me on a personal level. But reading reading this description of it and reading the new details, I'm like, shit, man, this actually sounds really cool. And I love where they're coming, coming from uh, with this. Andy, does this speak to you at all?
1: For sure, especially as somebody who just kind of gave up on Ghosts and after being so addicted to it, and it was, I was just so tunnel vision focused on this game, and I played it, and I was so addicted to it, and I'd wake up and play more and go find this other island. Then, out of nowhere, I just sort of dropped it for probably. Another game that was out, and then there went all my attention. No longer am I hyper-focused on it anymore. So I am very excited to go back, not only for all these enhanced visuals, but this added story, this added sort of thing just seems so over there, Like, like 30... maybe it's something that they've been wanting to add, and it seems like it's going to be filled with substance and cool moments and cool characters that are... You know, probably eventually just going to become somewhat main cast. Whenever people talk about the rest of these the cast of characters in Ghost, that this the Eagle Lady <laughs> just sounds like is going to be a dope ass sort of villain throughout all yeah. of this. And the idea of like when you were reading and I, and I'm looking at the places that you're going to explore, and it says that there are like haunted caves and uh new areas to explore it just sounds like this is going to be packed with content in a way that i don't really think we were necessarily preparing for
0: yeah there was an article about a week or so ago that was talking about how the length it was reported that the length of the Iki island expansion was going to be like 15 hours which is way more than i would have expected and and i think i believe greg was talking about on one of these shows talking about how like wow that That wasn't confirmed was it wasn't wasn't confirmed no but the amount of content that they're talking about in the, in this uh, uh, this blog post over, the, over on the PlayStation blog kind of speaks to this seems more expansive than I would have thought, right? Like, at the announcement of a director's cut and them talking about a DLC expansion, I would have I thought, cool, that sounds like six hours of content, maybe seven hours of content for Lucky. Yeah. But, you know, they're talking about, uh, one, having icky island be a stark contrast to tsushima which to me reminds me a little bit of legends which legends for those who may who who may may have skipped it was basically this weird mythical version of tsushima that went more extreme with the colors went more extreme with the enemies went uh in really weird and unique places with the entire design of it all just from a visual and even a, a gameplay uh the gameplay elements of it And that was a a lot of time uh, in terms of the gameplay time you're putting into Legends if you're going to play through all the stuff, including the raid and all the different chapters and the survival modes and all that stuff. That was a substantial amount of content. And for them to do this whole island expansion and have it be a thing where they're like, no, this this too is also going to feel completely different from Tsushima in terms of the tone and style and all that stuff on the island. That makes me think, okay, they're going to put a lot of work into this thing and they're probably going to make sure that we get our money's worth and they also get their development times worth of no you guys are going to do some shit here right like you guys are going to meet new characters you're going to go through a story you're going to uh uh uh, like really get familiarized with Iki island in a way where we're going to make this thing last maybe way more than six hours you know whether we get that 15 hours that was rumored wait to see you know i don't want to i don't want to just try and and, uh, lean on rumors and get disappointed by the end product if it's not that long but I am very impressed by what they're talking about in this blog in terms of the actual content we're getting. Like, it all sounds super exciting.
1: Kevin, can you bring up that video one more time and just rewind to or fast forward, depending on where you are in the video, and go to the one minute, 26 second mark? Um, I mean, it's great news. All this is great news, especially for people who already love Ghost. Because to me, this just says that Sony said, hey, great job. This is a brand new IP. You all killed it. It sold really, really well. Um, maybe don't work on anything brand new at this point. Add to the old game, here's a buttload of money, and just go make something you know, expansive and worth playing. Don't just you know, add a new boss or a new a- enemy type or whatever. Like, make this worth kind of essentially this upgrade. Like, m- make that upgrade worth it to the players. I believe, how much is it? Ten dollars extra, thirty dollars extra. What is it?
0: On PS5, it's going to be the full seventy dollars. Uh, you can you can upgrade though for a lower right. price. But there's a lot of those. Like there's a lot of prices in that, depending on what you're upgrading to. That it could range from ten dollars to thirty dollars for an upgrade. Right. Where did you
1: one twenty six, Kev? One twenty six. Right. I just love that in that in this small snippet we go from control to like Horizon Zero Dawn slash Dreams to Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Like just the the sort of contrast of different areas you're going to be running through. Look so va so wildly different than what uh yeah, I think like, you'd normally see in the rate in the you know the standard stock game or whatever. So I mean, it looks like there's going to be a lot of really cool, neat places to explore and plus a shitload of particles. Give me more, you know, on PS5, add 300 percent more leaves and the game's going to be even better.
0: Oh my god, yeah, Ghost of Sheba loves those particle effects, especially in that. Love that mode. shit. but Kevin, if you go back to the part where they're going through the cave and uh they're it's like you have like the shiny uh uh, fauna that's like hanging down from the ceiling that to me strikes me as legends in terms of stylistic like that is what legends uh did a lot of and i love the idea that for them right here this is exactly what i'm talking about right for them it seems like they they were almost like cool we did this in legends we really like how this looks stylistically we can have that feed into the main game in a way that doesn't really conflict with with hey we want to make legend's its own thing but you know the the purples how uh, colorful this looks how shiny it looks really does evoke okay cool this is the main game like this isn't this weird uh demonic uh legend spin-off thing this is legends but we are or this is uh ghost Shima proper but we are taking influence from what we learned while making that expansion which i absolutely love and adore and this is going to shine on PS5 and it yeah, even gets let's... me more excited of, about a possible sequel like if this is how good that if this is how good a director's cut is going to look like just wait until Goshima, 2, because I'm sure that's going to look even better.
1: Hopefully there will be PS5s it. to buy.
0: Hopefully there will be PS5s to buy. Andy, let's move on to story number two. Netflix's gaming expansion starts with mobile. I'm pulling from Jay Peters at The Verge. Netflix revealed that its initial efforts in gaming will be focused on mobile games and that the games will be included with users' Netflix subscriptions, the company announced as part of its second quarter earnings report on Tuesday. The news comes just days after the company said it hired former EA and Oculus executive Mike Verdu to head up its gaming its gaming work. Here's exactly what Netflix said about gaming from its letter to investors. Quote, we're also in the early stages of further expanding into games, building on our earlier efforts around interactivity, e.g. Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, and our Stranger Things games. We view we view gaming as another new category for us, similar to our expansion into original films. Animation and unscripted TV. Games will be included in members' Netflix subscription at no additional cost, similar to films and series. Initially, we'll be we'll be primarily focused on games for mobile devices. We're excited as ever about our movies and TV series offering, and we expect a long runway of increasing investment uh, and growth across all of our existing content categories. But since we are nearly a decade into our push into original programming, we think the time is right to learn more about how our members value games. There are still no details on what type of games will actually be available, and then this is not Netflix speak anymore. This is now back to the verge. There are still no details of what types of games will actually be available though netflix recently extended its tv deal with shonda rhimes to include feature films and gaming content there's also no word on how games will be delivered to netflix subscribers andy this has been an ongoing saga over the last few weeks of us talking about netflix getting into games those a report about playstation prop possibly partnering with netflix for some things for you, what does this look like? What is your takeaway from Netflix getting into games and them seemingly uh, starting off with mobile?
1: It seems uh, it seems like the right move business wise, but I it's one of those that I fail to see succeeding in the long term, and I think it'll last a long time, but it'll be the games tab whenever you uh open up the netflix app on your phone or your ipad or whatever and that games tab will rarely ever be accessed i think i think uh people kind of know how to access their games um when we talk about you know people that aren't gaming on consoles or gaming on their ipads or whatever on their iphones um People know how to get their shit. They know how to get their farm bills from back in the day. This isn't necessarily a new concept. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know who this is reaching. Um, it'd be one thing if maybe there were reports out there that, you know, a lot of people uh, working from home after the, the long day at work maybe don't know how to access that new uh, fucking Angry Birds game or whatever. Like, I feel like this is kind of, it's well-treaded territory, and I don't really know who this is going to be accessed by. Unless there's a crazy good exclusive thing that you need to experience on mobile, and I just I don't really see that happening. I don't yeah, know. I, it, I just I seem very kind of like, you know, this seems like it'll it'll happen, and this is like to me Ubisoft partnering with Stadia, mm-hmm. like it's something that's uh, news will be released about a, a game being released on there, and we'll talk about it one day and never talk about it or hear about it again.
2: Andy, this reminds me a lot of Amazon prime music push, where yeah it's like, oh yeah, th- that's right. Amazon Prime gives you access to Amazon Prime music, but I never use it
1: just yeah e- even though the service is there and obviously yeah, it's totally. something that people utilize, but it it reminds me a lot this reminds me of a lot of pushes that Google has done with Android with mm-hmm. you know access. Access the Play Store and the Play Arcade. It, it's going to remind me of Apple Arcade as well. I just don't really... I, I don't really know who this is going to serve, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I think you both nail it in terms of both the Google and Amazon comparisons. This reminds me of both of them actually making their big video game pushes and not seemingly, not seeming to be too successful with that. Now, like Amazon now has Luna, which seems to be a better thing than... Uh, what was it? Crucible that came out last year that came and went... And other Amazon games that have came and went... You know, we we now have New World, which is the MMO that I believe just launched in closed beta that people are playing, uh, and then yeah, like Luna and stuff, which seems a little bit more more promising. But when we're talking about Netflix and them comparing it to, hey, we got into Netflix originals, we got into animation, we got into unscripted TV, them comparing comparing their gaming their gaming push to that makes me go. All right, we'll see because video games are are an entirely different thing from movie and TV productions. You know, especially when we're talking about the amount of time it takes to develop video games. But when you're talking about what the technology is, like Netflix, Netflix is known for streaming video. Streaming video games, entirely different thing. Uh, And there were reports before about them talking about down uh, downloading being a thing for for netflix especially for mobile which makes sense when you when you combine it with this new story of them primarily uh being focused on mobile even that netflix doesn't seem to be i don't view i don't view netflix as a way to get video games and of course they're gonna have to convince us of that but i it's it's hard for me to think of them convincing more people that hey like you go to google play you go to the the um apple store store you go to playstation you go to steam you go to these places for video games netflix is being added to the roster of of places you go to download your video games or to try out video games that seems like a herculean task with that i do think that maybe there are alternate visions that they may have that we're not seeing and for me my theory comes off of some of the PlayStation stuff we saw uh, last week in terms of what that partnership may be, and also them talking about Bandersnatch and other things. I wonder if they are gonna go for a PlayLink style thing. I wonder if they are going to try and do a double down on the Bandersnatches and be like, cool, you know, that was a test for us, but what if we did do a Stranger Things episode that you play in front of a, where you and your friends download a mobile app and then you play in front of your TV, to make choices right or maybe each of you play a specific character and as the story goes you guys make choices as that character kind of like hidden agenda for playstation play link like i wonder if there's something there i wonder if there's there might be an even an explicit par- partnership there that makes sense because PlayLink was something that playstation tried to push and just stopped pushing after a while and banner snatch for netflix was something that they wanted to do or they wanted to try out and those things interlink in a certain way right like those things interlink in terms of the thought behind them and uh, the like the way you interact with that, the, the, the thought process of what those kinds of games are. I think there could be something there. Uh, I don't know if that, I don't, I'm not confident that that's what they're doing, but I think that's an idea there that maybe uh, could work out better than them trying to double down in terms of the hardcore gaming audience.
1: Yeah, I think all that makes sense. I think w- Netflix would probably be served best to keep pushing that sort of Bandersnatch thing. And that's what I thought it, when I first read the headline, Netflix getting into gaming, I immediately think when you bring up the Netflix app on your Xbox or on your TV or whatever, there will be a tab for gaming and it'll be some, you know, whatever sort of interactive experience. I think that would best suit them. But when they talk about mobile, I think it has it's got to be this sort of selection of, of choices or whatever, like you were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Um I think the people that have Netflix know how to get their games um, and know that they are even interested in gaming. So it's it's one of those weird sort of things where if you, there's still people out there who don't even know what Netflix is or really how to access it, right? And, but again, I think the people that do have this service know what they want and they know that they are into games or not. And I don't Mm -hmm. really think that, you show my dad who watched Netflix all you know at night or whatever when he gets home from work um i don't think my dad is going to log in and say oh you know what i am interested in games thanks for asking netflix no like if you if you're into video games you're playing them already uh so this is just this is kind of one of those weird things that i think will be introduced and likely be forgotten about um i just don't really see there being a whole lot of success there
0: yeah I also look at uh, towards the ending of the article, right? They mentioned that Netflix recently extended its TV deal with Shonda Rhimes to include feature films and gaming content. And that could just be a contract thing. That could just be language that they started to work in with this new strategy push. But in theory, if they're having their traditionally TV and movie directors have that in there and maybe work on that type of content, for me, that strikes me as... It's not Shonda Rhimes directing a video game by any means. It might be a, hey, let's do a How to Get Away with Murder um, interactive experience where people are making choices and playing alongside Viola Davis or whatever that may look like, right? I think that makes more sense, and I think that would speak to Andy's dad who's, like, scrolling through Netflix, scrolling through Netflix and may not care about video games but may like How to Get Away with Murder and see – you know how to get away with murder interactive experience with the family click it and it's like oh here's a thing for us to do i think there might be value there um but it's all in the air right now in terms of what netflix is, is planning and with what we've seen before uh, with the r- rumors and reports right like the i believe the thing was there was a ghost Tsushima image on a netflix thing that leaked like i i don't know if that lines up with that but again who knows, man? This is all strange new thing. This is all stra- This is all strange new territory that they're entering in. Uh, yeah, they're about to hike up that. I know, you know they said
1: there's no price change, but it like...
0: No, they're hacking God that damn. thing up. They're hacking that thing up. I
1: feel like every year it's going up. But, but I'm probably paying like 40 bucks a month now. I don't even know it. Speaking of
0: film and video games, story number three, District Nine's Neil Blomkamp is working on a video game. Uh, this is from a website in which I forgot to copy and paste the source. And so I'm going to copy and paste the text in Google. Google's then going to take me to VG 247 uh written by Sheriff Saeed. Neil Blomkamp is, has seemingly finally decided to turn his love for video games into something big. Neil Blomkamp, the South African director behind sci-fi films District 9, Chappie, and Elysium, has joined indie studio Gunzilla Games. Blomkamp assumes the role of Chief Visionary Officer and will be helping the team with its first project, a multiplayer shooter. The game itself has not been revealed, but Blomkamp's involvement was announced today. The project will be Gunzilla's first game, and the studio has three teams in Los Angeles, Frankfurt, and Kiev, uh, made up of former EA Ubisoft and Crytek developers. I definitely mispronounced. Is it Kiev? Kyiv?
1: Kiev. Yeah.
0: Kiev. Kiev. You got it. Kiev. Okay, I got it. Blomkamp explained to IGN what it actually means to be chief visionary officer, an unusual job title. "Quote: It comes from a place of bringing directorial skills that would be along the lines of the films that I've done before to the aesthetic of the game," said Blomkamp. Blomkamp reckons his expertise in world building and film can translate to, to video games particularly in creating a, a compelling world for players to drop into. He also hinted that the game takes place in a near future setting but wouldn't divulge any more besides. The indie film director is of course no stranger to the world of AAA games. He visited Creative Assembly to presumably help the team in some way with this unannounced shooter project. Around that time he had also or he also produced a short a short with EA called Anthem Conviction to help promote Bioware's loot shooter. The unannounced game is in development for PC, PS5, and Xbox series X slash S. this one do it, do it for you at all. Are you a fan of district nine? Do you want to see uh, Neil Blomkamp get into video games?
1: Dude? I just think about how crazy of a sort of, I don't want to say fall from grace. Cause it's not like Neil Blomkamp's out here, you know, begging on the streets for a job or whatever. But just how I think the uh, the expectations that were set from District 9 and how amazing that movie was and yep. how it looked visually and how set in the world everything looked and nothing really looked green screen at the time. I was like, God damn, this is a really great ass concept. Uh, and we're being introduced to Charlton Copley, who's like a phenomenal kind of lead in this movie. This is cool as shit. And then. Every movie since then, just kind of like was like less good and then less good. And um, I don't know. I, I mean, this totally makes sense to me. i I didn't think that when I first read the headline yesterday, I didn't think he was joining a team. I thought it was going to be more similar to, you know, people were making um comparisons to George R. R. Martin and sort of doing some consulting elderly. work and yeah. Figuring out the world building of what Elden Ring would be uh, with Miyazaki and um, from Software, so I thought that's what this was going to be more of. But I didn't know he was actually joining the team and getting a title. Um, I think that's cool. I think he's I think he's a brilliant mind and he has a really good. Uh, it, in a lot of ways, he reminds me of Zack Snyder when it comes to like I have a good idea for what this should look like visually, and I have. Um, I don't know. I think conceptually, he's just a a creative mind, and mm-hmm. he deserves to be on a team that utilizes those talents. And I th- I'm excited that you know the next thing we see from him will have possibly really cool sort of whatever alien and uh, designs and guns and stuff like that. But uh, we'll see if this we'll see if this game actually comes out and becomes anything of note. I didn't even know Godzilla had three studios. That's like. That's crazy to me. I thought they were yeah. just a much smaller team than that.
0: Yeah. You know, I i, I like the idea of this. You know, I, I think the comparison to Elden Ring and George R. R. Martin uh, is a good one because, you know, George R. R. Martin, his role there is basically to, to fill out the world and really conceptualize what that universe is in Elden Ring. Right. Like he's not working practically on the game or like hands-on in a way that is like the director right that he's not doing any miyazaki shit but he does have a pivotal role in defining like what does this look like you know what what are the edges of of this world what are the the races of people or or creatures or whatever the things are let's let's set a base and define what all this looks like and i think i think it's i think it's cool that we're gonna have people from different mediums slash like uh Creative pursuits come in and take that experience, take the experience of working on District Nine and Elysium, and being a creative mind in general, and and have that and be like, cool. I want to help define what a world looks like in the video game. I might not know shit about making video games, but I know shit about world building, and so let like let me let me help out with that and work with a team. You know, like further on in the article, I didn't include it here, but he talked about how um, uh, like a big part of making a movie or directing a movie is that you kind of have the final say on things. You know, when you're the, the director, you kind of have to define what all that looks like. And the difference with working on a game is that there are so many, so many more moving parts. And for him, he is being part of a team more so than having a final say on anything here. And to your point, you know, I think I, I think the Zach Stoutter comparison is good too because I... I could see from from watching District Nine and enjoying District Nine, right? Like I could see the idea of, hey, this guy has good ideas. This guy has this stuff. This guy's a talented dude, right? And I don't think that it's necessarily a fall from grace, uh, as opposed to a, you know, a, just the, the journey of being a, a creative or the journey of being a director. Him him landing here and being able to take the talent that he has and apply it to a video game. I'm excited to see it because I want to see, I want to see what that gives birth to. I want to see more of that. And so.
1: That all sounds cool. It's interesting. I wonder how those talks even begin. I wonder how that how those conversations start of let's hit up. Let's hit up Neil Blomkamp, who's a movie director slash sort of. I don't even know what it is he's been doing lately since, you know, I guess Chappie was his last movie. And obviously he did that anthem thing, which I goddamn, I kind of forgot that even happened. I don't Um, even
0: know what that is. It was like a
1: little short. It was similar to how Halo would have short films, you know. Leading up to it, what's up, Kev? Or did Kevin? I don't think. Talk? I don't think oh shit! I thought that was Kevin underneath. You might have heard, I heard me, that.
0: yeah. I and mean, people say that we sound alike a lot of the time.
1: They do. Uh-huh. They do. That's
0: my laugh. This sounds a lot like <laughs> Kevin's <slap. laughs>
1: laugh. Nailed it. Thank you. Nailed it.
0: It's my best Kevin impression. Of course, folks can go over to patreoncom slash games where they can get the show ad-free. But guess what? If you're watching this part of the show, that means that you didn't. So here are some
3: ads. This podcast is brought to you by Purple. Doesn't it seem like the world's against you from getting a good night's sleep this time of year? Boy, I know, it's summertime, gets hot. You're over there, you're flipping around in the bed, you can't get comfortable, it's a million degrees, you're flipping the pillows, you're still upset, you're sweating all the time, it's disgusting. But when you have a purple mattress, ladies and gentlemen, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what life throws at you. That's because only purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows for air to flow through to help you sleep cool, even when it feels like a thousand degrees out. We know all about purple because, of course, Joey Noel uses a purple mattress, she loves it, she says the the grid is great, better than foam, and of course, it has been keeping her cool for quite some time. Try your purple mattress. Risk-free with free shipping and free returns. Financing is available too. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com/games10 and use the promo code games10. That's purple.com/games10. Promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com/games10. Promo code games10 terms apply. Up next is Canva. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that we use Canva here? Uh, it's a thing that helps you learn. It helps you figure out how what you're going to do. Are you are you working in Photoshop? Are you working in video? Are you doing stuff like Canva's got you covered. That's why Tim's been using Canva Pro. Uh, Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over $75 million premium photo, videos, audio and graphics. Tim's been using this, Roger's been using this, Nick has been using this. Uh, of course, anybody who's making anything at kind of funny that's not just screaming into a microphone like me, uh they need graphics, you need videos, you need to get in there, you need audio like they're talking about. Canva Pro has it all. It's perfect for small creators, big creators, any creator. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. That's canva.me/kfgd c a n v a slash KFGD, canva.me slash KFGD for more. And our final sponsor of the day, ladies and gentlemen, is... Freshly. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of you and your meals for a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Freshly offers chef-made nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Ordering is easy. You visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage-baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick what you want when you need it. It'll do your dietary needs preferences taste and family size uh i still subscribe my father to freshly uh i go through i pick little meals on freshly.com and then he gets them prepared and he can just take them to work or when he comes home from work and he's exhausted he can just pop them in and cook them right there or you know uh, warm them up and be ready to eat no uh, nothing he doesn't need to worry about it That doesn't need to cook. Number one crane operator, Greg Miller, doesn't have time for that. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders. When you go to Freshly.com slash games, stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. Story number
0: four. (laughs) Kevin's amazing. Story number four, Pro Evolution Soccer has been renamed eFootball, and it's fully free to play. This is from Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Konami has officially renamed the Pro Evolution Soccer Series eFootball, and it will become a digital-only, free-to-play game coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X/S, Xbox One, and PC this autumn, with iOS and Android versions to follow. By this winter, all versions of the game will feature cross-play, although mobile players will need to use controllers to play against console and PC players. It's a major move for the football series, and it's been matched with a shift from Konami's Fox engine oh to a God. custom-built new engine created with Unreal 4. Remember Fox engine?
1: Rest in peace. I mean, Rest what a, peace, what a, f- going what a just beautiful piece of work. Disappearing like tears in the rain. God. A- an amazing engine. And it's and it was used on a soccer game for its the last years of its life and now it's just being thrown out like a goddamn rag it used to kind of just clean I was you thought it was going somewhere dirty with it. I was gonna say a yeah. rag that used to kind of clean like you know, wood furnishing, you kind of clean put wood, the little yeah. thing on it, you just do that. Yeah, like oh yeah. It's so sad. It's such a sad story. Oh Yo,
2: Andy, you're Let gonna this... use uh, come on, Andy. We know what you were gonna say.
1: What say it? Should...
2: Don't be a coward. Go ahead and say it. Let the people yeah. know what you're really
1: gonna say. Wood finishing, man.
0: Wood finishing. Crucially, it appears that all versions of the game from new gen consoles to mobile will be functionally the same, presumably meaning that the hugely successful Pez Mobile will also be phased out or replaced. Speaking to IGN, series producer Saitaro Kimura explained that eFootball is aiming to take a platform approach with regular updates. There will no longer be annual paid releases of eFootball, but the platform will get free yearly updates for new seasons. Efootball will launch with exhibition matches and seemingly a selection of nine clubs to play with. It'll subsequently sell other modes as optional DLC, seemingly seemingly allowing up, uh, players to pay for what they want out of their game. No mention has been has yet been made of My Club, Pez's equivalent to FIFA Ultimate Team, or Master League, the series' long-running career mode. Although it seems likely that the former will be represented by an unnamed team-building mode coming after release this is an interesting one uh i feel like there's a, a, a lot of places where we can jump in here in terms of how we feel you mentioned you mentioned the the engine thing which very sad story the fox engine, story. god damn it was that engine so beautiful for metal gear solid 5 and just not used for anything of substance i sense. think i
1: i think the the obviously the to me the bigger news is is this sort of i don't want to say mainline sports games i know that pez is definitely a lot smaller i think over the years, fifa I think FIFA has sold like three times as many copies as Pez has uh, over its lifetime, over its lifespan. Mm. But yeah, the idea of getting rid of the sort of annualized sequels, I think is kind of big for a game on this level.
0: Andy, Dave Norwich writes into patreon.com slash games, just like you can and says, hey, Blessing Andy, Konami have revealed that Pez is now eFootball and will be going free-to-play later this year. With games becoming more and more complex, Annualized sports titles often get criticized for being too similar to last year's entry. Could eFootball represent a direction that other sports titles, such as FIFA, Madden, and NBA 2K, adopt in the near future? Modes such as FIFA Ultimate Team are already monetized to the moon, so it is so so it is feasible a free-to-play model will work and allow the, the developers to implement gameplay uh, changes as as and when they see fit uh, of on an annual basis. We'd love to know your thoughts, Dave. Dave, thank you for your question. I mean, it all
1: depends on what's bringing in more money. Will you get more money from Madden Ultimate Team and FIFA Ultimate Team as you would from an annualized release? Are there other monetization opportunities inside of the game? Could you maybe monetize cosmetics at a point? Maybe you release new hairstyles or whatever for your your, uh, football player or whatever. I... I don't think so. I think they do make way too much money on annualized copies. But you start to get to that territory bless where would monetizing a free to play, constantly running platform? Is there less dev time being put into that? And that's obviously less money to spend on, right? Like, Mm. it all depends on what your return is, uh, opposite of what you're spending on the on the product. So maybe you get to a point where you realize, you know what, we're making a lot of money on these games every year they come out, but we're also spending a lot of money on these games as we are developing them. So maybe it does cause less to have a constantly running platform, and we know that these next-gen consoles are here to stay for the next, you know, eight years or so or whatever, five to ten years, however long these companies decide to do it. And we can adapt and keep on building on it and maybe not have to do massive changes and not have to bring a gigantic team back to work on this but we can keep a tight ship and just sort of update here and there, hire artists whenever we need to. We don't have to... We can keep the programming people on full-time. Like, those are all the sort of things that you think about as a as a studio. And shit, I would love if they started to go that route, you know? Mm-hmm. But when we think about these multiplayer games we love, uh, Warzone and Valorant and Rainbow Six Siege and all that, they're, they're not really making... Well, uh, Call of Duty is making sequels, obviously, but... They, it's it's an ever it's an ever growing sort of platform that new things will happen. There'll be a new season, and there will be new players and new updates. It's really interesting shit to think about.
0: Yeah, and I I think there is one hundred percent a future for turning annualized sports games into platforms. I don't know if that future is now, but I think I think it's I think it's approaching. I think turning Pez into eFootball and making it free to play. Is the right move for pez, especially when you talk about the competition with FIFA and how FIFA is clearly dominating the competition. Like FIFA is the widely is the uh, more widely known game. FIFA uh, is more popular. FIFA sells more. And when you're a pez and you're going head to head with a game like that, you kind of have to make big moves in order to stay relevant in order to justify your own existence. That com- that combined with Konami, probably not wanting to have to worry about releasing a game every single year because Konami over the years has leaned, uh, away from doing big game releases as often, like nearly as often, I think this 100% makes sense and provides people a way to just get in. Like there, there's so many people who are like, "Yo, I just want to play a soccer game. I just want. I, I just want to play a soccer game. And so whatever is available, I will play. And if that means a free to play e football game, that is going to speak to a large amount of people. That would have spoken to me like. What like ten years ago before I started buying FIFA games uh, regularly? Like a there's a progression
1: type game, maybe oh, like yeah. cross play and all that shit. I think that's, I think that that could be a huge opportunity for them,
0: especially when you have that on mobile as well, right? Like when you're when you when you can play on your phone and then be like, cool, I'm gonna I'm home now. Let's boot up the PS5 or let's boot up the PC and play there uh, on my TV. I think that's gonna speak to a wide audience, and I think that's super smart for Pez, but I think for or for eFootball, but I think for eFootball that also is the move that they need to make because again they're being compared to fifa whether or not fifa eventually gets there it comes back to what you're talking about andy in terms of what is going to make more money right now fifa is still selling copies year over year like they're still very profitable they're also profitable because of how amazing ultimate team or when i say amazing i mean how popular ultimate team is but when you can make the ultimate team money and you can make the selling copies of fifa money that's money that you like. Best of both I, worlds. <laughs> yeah, that's the best of both worlds for them. Right there, they're like, yo, let's just keep this going like, for yeah. as long as it goes. And once you start to see maybe dips in terms of the annualized uh, 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 sales for FIFA copies, that's when you start to see the gears turn for for EA to go, all right, maybe we'll, we'll make more money with Ultimate Team uh, now that people aren't showing up for FIFA year over year over year. But until then, I think we're still going to see this. I think a more interesting question is, do we see uh EA, ea do nba live free to play right like, i think i think that's more of a viable move when you talk about the competition between between that and nba 2k right or even the golf games now because i believe we have two different golf franchises going on between 2k golf and uh pga tour you know do we see one of those buckle because the other one gets so much success i think those are the more uh uh i think i think those are the more applicable uh questions when it comes to this specific situation
1: it's exciting stuff. Did you know that? Did, did you know that? Um, Clap Hands has a mobile iOS golf game. They do. I didn't Clap know that until golf. I saw Tam tweet about it. Apparently,
0: Greg. I told Greg about it the moment I saw it announced, and I think he tried it, but he didn't like it as much.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So who knows? I have my Android, and so I can't actually can't play it because it's a it's on Apple Arcade. But uh, I, I
1: got my I got my iPad, but you know I'm Android for life, baby. Come on.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And uh, we got a few quick hits here. Let's go let's go with story number 5. Epic Games has acquired Sketchfab. This is Sean Murray, uh, not the game developer at The Gamer. <laughs> Sketchfab is a 10-year-old tech company that specializes in 3D modeling software that can interface through a web browser. Sketchfab also has a storefront that lets developers buy and sell 3D models for various applications, one of those being game development. Today, Epic has purchased Sketchfab for an undisclosed an undisclosed sum. Epic didn't reveal any any special plans for Sketchfab, and it seems like Sketchfab will continue operating and offering its services to whoever is willing to pay for them. The only difference is that Sketchfab will now take a smaller cut of all 3D models sold on its platform. Quote, the Sketchfab team has done an incredible job opening up the world of 3D content uh, on the web and enabling anyone to edit and publish content online, said Epic's Unreal Engine VP and general manager, Mark Petit. Quote, as the adoption of real-time 3D technology continues to grow, demand for web-based solutions will only increase. We're excited to work together with the Sketchfab team to empower even more
1: creators. End quote. It's weird because Epic does the same thing. Epic has their online store through Unreal, and they also offer the same thing where you can buy 3D models or buy textures or things that people make and kind of say, hey... You're a game developer. You're not an artist. Come buy my assets. Um, so this is—it's kind of interesting. I, I assumed it just would have been a full company absorption. Maybe that will happen in the future. I thought it just would have been, hey, we're taking over Sketchfab. This is now Sketchfab by Epic, and you can still access it, but it's basically you're accessing our Epic Games portal. Um, it's weird hearing the word Sketchfab. Like that was such a a, a ubiquitous uh, word when I was in college and uploading 3D models and stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they kind of offer the same stuff that mm-hmm. Epic offers, except for the viewable 3D models through the web browser. That's I don't think that's something that Epic really does or is known for. Um, undisclosed sum. How much do you want to guess? Three hundred bucks? Four hundred bucks?
0: Ooh. See, I don't know how you. You mentioned Sketchfab being uh, like ubiquitous in terms of like their name if you're doing 3D modeling, and I don't know the when you talk about epic also having like that like they're, they also do the same thing right like i wonder how much value that is because for me i look at this as one or two things right this is them buying them so they can expand their own uh, uh 3d modeling uh stuff that they're doing or this is just them buying the competition so that they don't have to compete anymore um and the value of that a billion that feels like a lot 300 million like how much is 3d modeling <laughs> like how like how, how like for for what sketchfab does right like how valuable is that to the space i think is, is the question
1: yeah that's true i guess it depends on how that's many how many regular customers that they got work in there you know what i mean mm-hmm. um how many yeah. how many regular customers they have going it, to the store and buying these 3d models because i i don't think they're purchasing them for the tech that you could view a 3d browser or th- view a 3d model through a web browser I think it mostly is this storefront. I'm going to put 200 million on it.
0: 200 million. All right. I'm going to say 300 300 million. I said a billion because I was thinking about being beats by Dre and how that turns Dr. (laughs) Dr. Dre into a a billionaire. And I was like, yeah, that was a wild thing, wasn't it? (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. Uh another one for quick hits. Uh story number six. Ubisoft's Tom Clancy matchup game, Elite Squad is shutting down this what is Matt the fuck? at IGN. <laughs> yeah. Ubisoft has announced that his Tom Clancy matchup mobile game, Elite Squad, is to be shut down this October. Revealed on the Elite Squad website in a blog post entitled, quote, The Story Ends, Ubisoft said, quote, It is with a great deal of sadness that we are announcing we will no longer be releasing new content for Elite Squad. End quote. A new update released today will be the final content drop for Elite Squad. On October 4th, the servers will be shut down for good, bringing the game's life to an end. So rest in peace, Elite Squad. I think you made it about a year.
1: <laughs> I would have... Blessing, if you were to uh, gun to my head, if you are like, Andy, is this game out or not? I would have said no. I, I would have no, said no, I'm that late. this game is... Still, Probably in the skull and bones uh sort of area of game development where maybe it never fully got developed and maybe it never reached an alpha point and they haven't released it yet. I am I, I am this is a tragedy. This is a tragedy bless. Yeah. I'm gonna the miss the, the things, hell out I of it. I mean,
0: they're off you're obviously I think clearing the way for x Defiant because that's yeah. also gonna be another free to play Tom Clancy crossover shooter. Uh but yeah wild that Elite Squad is already shutting down which probably means that when it did not have the player base that they wanted for it but then also maybe they're like all right cool well if this isn't performing let's clear it so that this thing that is doing similar things is probably going to perform
2: kevin y'all you y'all you good over there i just heard something some drop you good you okay uh yeah i mean it just sounds louder than it's supposed to because broadcast is mm. not working for you guys so the, the chat didn't hear it. Okay. Got it got it got it
1: um man it this sort of i mean we talked about google earlier but this reminds me a lot of just how Google shuts shit down when it isn't successful for a year. I mean, well, shit, has it even did it say in the article how long or it didn't, since it
0: didn't say in the article, but I can look it up. Elite Squad, I want to say it's be- it's been like a year.
1: It could you know, be there, three there are
0: multiple, multiple movies, multiple films called Elite Squad. I'm <laughs> of course right
1: there now.
0: are. Uh, release date, August 25th, 2020. So not even a year. Wow. Well, I guess it'll shut down in October. So, so it'll yeah. make it a little bit faster sad. than a year, but rest in peace yeah that's really sad we have a question from nathan Shoket. they about, should have no, no real quick they play.
1: should have just posed Over. it as like this is mario the the 3d collection that we're only selling until march they should have like oh, made yeah. it be like hey we're it sitting down be in be october retro, like we said we would It'd be like damn i don't remember them saying that but good for them they had a good run
0: <laughs> we got a question about ubisoft's free to play effort but i'm gonna save that for the post show and so there's a tease for you all right look Ooh. forward to that in the post show uh a couple more quick hits story number seven ea sports pga tour is to feature women's golf this is matt Preslow at ign
1: feminism has, is one we finally no, won we everybody we're
0: right here we're right here EA has announced that its upcoming golf simulator ea sports pga tour will feature the ladies professional golf association aka the lpga uh tour along with playable women golfers the upcoming golf game Will, uh, which will launch in spring 2022, is set to feature one of the LPGA Tour's five major championships, the Amundi Evian Championships. Uh, set in the truest representation of France's Evian Evian, I'm gonna say Evian, I like Evian Evian Resort Golf Club. Uh, EA Sports PGA Tour will be the first new generation video game to depict women's
1: golf. That's crazy, I could have sworn golfing. to that. I mean, we've definitely had women golfers already in games. I think maybe I believe. See, I've not played.
0: I've not played PGA Tour, but this is something that shocked me too because I would have thought that uh, women golfers would have would have already been in there.
1: Yeah, I, so I don't know not... that this is kind of like shocking news to me that it it's taken this long. I guess, but also, no, I don't want to give them excuses. But EA Sports PGA Tour has been very kind of fluctuating all over the place and hasn't been the most. You know consistent solid brand to have a a video game for because we had all the tiger woods ea games that you know definitely stopped being made after tiger woods you know ceased being tiger woods and then they had the rory game for a while so it's not shocking not for to a while, while. It, it was two years Andy. it was like two years that he had that rory yeah yeah i just want to pop in here because i don't think it's the first time like women are in the game uh definitely wing not. fan uh yeah. says uh what was it it's just the tour part because yeah like started. i was gonna say gotcha. like my my mom who is barely a gamer played the fuck out of some tiger woods back in the day and she definitely had her own character and stuff
0: gotcha okay thank you for that clarification because that actually makes a lot of sense
1: so I get, um, yeah, I guess kind of just the: tour, Yeah, the LPGA kind of introducing that as a, as a concept. OK, that, make, that makes a lot more sense.
0: That makes a lot more sense. Uh, something that doesn't make much sense, though, story number eight: we're getting three more Super Nintendo uh, games with Nintendo Switch Online, and none of them are Earthbound. This is Warrior 64 that I'm pulling from. Uh, three Nintendo Switch Online games are coming July 28th. We're getting
1: Claymates.: Oh my Jelly favorite. boy. My second favorite. And bomb Oh, one of the games of all time.
0: At this point, I am convinced that Nintendo is making up games.
1: Wnds, Wnds, everybody! I thought when I saw Claymates, I thought it was a clay. I thought it was Clay Fighters, which, as you know, Mm. is the yes terrible uh, fighting game that I loved as a kid because it was like I was playing. uh, Oh gosh, what was that MTV show? What was that uh, a TV show? Celebrity oh my got Deathmatch.
2: Celebrity Deathmatch.
1: Celebrity Deathmatch. Death match. Death it reminded me of that. It's had that same sort of vibe and snark and edginess. And I thought Claymates was Clay Fighters. And now I don't even know what the fuck Claymates is. Jesus Christ, Nintendo.
0: I mean, I have the. Uh, Kevin, if you want to pull up the trailer, I know we're running late in the show, but I'll rush the rest of it. <laughs> because we have a trailer that shows off all three of these games. And even watching the trailers, I'm like, you guys just made these games up on the spot, didn't you? To put these on the servers. Oh,
1: sound. Claymates is one of Interplay's clay animation titles, which also included the Clay Fighter series. Okay. Okay. There you go. Same, same concept, but not the fighting game. Interesting.
0: So this is Claymates right here. You got a little little green birdie that's going through picking up gems that look like the Chaos Emeralds from Sonic. Just running through pecking things around, turning into a little orb there. Uh, Kevin, well, still, a lot
2: of this looks like Sonic. Just gonna say.
1: This you know is, yeah. I mean? This doesn't look this anything is, this like Clay Fighter.
2: A, doesn't look as good as Sonic, though.
0: You know.
1: No, it, it looks on, on par with Sonic gameplay. I'm going to be. Oh, I'm Jelly Boy. This is the Jelly classic. Boy.
0: Whoa, you see what he did there? He had like a fist. This is just cut, a, a walking
1: stomach. nipple. What is this?
0: Oh, he turned into a, a hammer. And now he's hammering, hammering ice. Was
1: Was Clay Duty Fighters platformer? cartoony? I thought Clay Fighters did the thing of Mortal Kombat did where they took still images of actual people. I thought they had still images of actual no, yeah, it so, was just this, straight up. This, anime. This
2: Jared, do you think Buzel, somewhere Jared Petty's excited for this?
0: Oh,
1: Jared Petty. 100%. is hundred percent. Oh,
0: he is yeah. so excited right now. He called it. Jared Petty today. is
1: the number one jelly boy fan out there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Bomb is an isometric game where it looks like you're walking on tiles and trying not to get trapped or fall down. I would actually try this one out. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That one actually looks like it'd be fun for five minutes.
1: Clay fighter looks way worse than I remember. it. oh, my God,
0: Andy. I am excited for one day, Nintendo, to put Earthbound or Super Mario RPG on Nintendo Switch online. But that day is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Drop Shops today, where would I look?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts, each and every weekday Colonel? huh?
0: do 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 out today i wish i could do the snake voice man huh. that's, that's hard. it's hard you gotta be you gotta get that deep raspy tone behind out today. me out colonel today. What's, a,
1: what's a russian gunship doing here gun.
0: we got the witcher monster slayer for android and ios pokemon unite for switch that's that moba the last rolling hero for xbox one fatal 12 for switch mousebot escape from cat lab for switch and then song of farsa for PC and Mac, new dates for you. We got Recompile, it's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, Woo! and PC on August 19th. Get hyped for that! That game looks cool. Zombies, Zombies, Nuts, Zombies, a Killer Queen yes! remix. Hey, the first single player Killer Queen game in Bumblebee game franchise flees from early access into 1.0 launch on PC Wednesday, September 1st. Remember Killer Queen? Jesus, I do remember Killer Queen. I played a little bit of Killer Queen a couple weeks ago at the arcade.
1: We recorded a when? live party mode at E3 for it, and there was people. We played against randoms. Remember, we were talking shit to those kids, Kevin, just yelling at no, these we little. We destroyed kids.
2: them, you know what I mean? Like, these it was, freaks. Yeah, they were young, That, that like was the they, game that we played,
1: we where Greg discovered the the kill switch for the studio. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, Pokemon yeah, that's Unite, right? by the way, I think that's going to be the first MOBA I ever play. Really, dude? Yeah. I'll join Andy, you on that. And should
2: I play Pokemon Unite?
1: It, 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 we, we love MOBAs. we will
2: play Pokemon Unite.
1: And we get into we, MOBAs hardcore. All of us love MOBAs, so I'm in.
0: Let's fucking do it. Uh, and then Idol Manager releases on July 27th, 2021 on PC. We have a deal of the day for you. Amazon's Prime Gaming is bringing the action this month. Beginning today, Prime members can claim the standard editions of Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5 on PC. Available free from Prime Gaming for a limited time. So if you're a big Battlefield fan, get on that. Of course, people can go over to kindofunnycom slash you're wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Uh, the natalbologist writes in to say the Ghost of Tsushima upgrade price is PS4 director's cut to PS5 director's cut $10, PS4 base to PS4 director's cut $20, PS4 base to PS5, PS5 director's cut $30. So there you go. Like I said, you're paying anywhere from ten dollars to thirty dollars if you want to upgrade Ghost of Tsushima. And then, okay, here we go. Gabe Hewitt writes in to say, uh, as of 2021, the FIFA series sold 325 million copies. As of December 2020, the Pro Evo uh, series has sold 111 million copies. Uh, and so, I think you're right. You're spot on, Andy. That it's uh, three times as much uh, that FIFA. I'm has born sold game journalist. I
1: do my research
0: pro evil that's actually really impressive because i also, didn't know that
1: i also guessed really well
0: that was a really good guess. like Thank you were you. actually like oh, that was really spot on you should do that or you should enter the lottery because okay. <laughs> you got a gift <laughs> that was fantastic uh of course today is what wednesday today is wednesday which means tomorrow's thursday tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games daily are tim into more. That's where right, you're getting a Tim Tam Thursday. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike, Nick, Joey, and Tam playing Doki Doki Literature Club. So get hyped for that. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. You and every read that at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, game daily. Bye, everybody.